570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. If you missed any of the show today, feel free to download the free iHeartRadio app. You can podcast the show every day. Kevin puts it up the minute we get off the air. Hour one, David Basset was on. Talked about the Dodgers, their chances for reaching the division, which are not good. But they will play in the wild card either way, and that'll be next Wednesday at the stadium. It'll be a 5.30 start. You'll hear it here. Dylan Hernandez of the Times jumped on during the 1 o'clock hour. Talked about where the Dodgers are, how they got there, and uh, also shared some thoughts on USC and the Chargers. But now, since it's Friday, this has to carry us through the entire weekend. We've got to start yes. now, got to carry us all weekend long. Yes. We need it. We need it as we begin Friday night. Yes. And for that spirituality we so desperately crave, we welcome on Vic the Brick. With a daily haiku at two. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. I'm the Dean. Welcome back, Rodney Pete. VTB. Big Thank you. Older tomorrow morning. I'm sorry, Vic. Fred got jump happy with the buttons. What'd you say? It gets crazy with the buttons around. I know. I know. The, the big red and bolder tomorrow. Yes. Boulder. We're going to invade Boulder, Vic. Beautiful, beautiful place, town, Boulder. Though. Beautiful, beautiful town. town. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I'm with you. I expect to bounce back from the Trojans. You can't play any more lousy than they did last week. No, you can't. Big bounce back. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney show. He's multi-skilled. He's multi-talented. And there's a lot of love just surging through his veins. It's Kevin Figgis. <laughs> King Flavor? Who is this guy? I'm a lover, not a fighter, Vic. Let him know, Kev. That's right. So true. I'll just love her dad. The circle of audio energy provided by, you know, a Ronnie Facio. Oh, my sonic soul brother. I'm feeling you, Vic. Whoa. <laughs> Sweet Sonic. I dropped that one in today. Well, I love it because it's Dia de los Doyes tonight. Oh, they're going all blue tonight? Going all blue. Honoring the descendants. With love and honor. Anyone who turned... The, fa the family members who turned you on to the Dodgers. 
and all family members to be honored. Dia de los Dias, fireworks night, fireworks illuminating the sky to the music of the great Los Lobos out of East LA. Have you seen the bobblehead Vic they're giving away too? I saw the fantastic. Yeah, it's scary. It is. That, yeah. That's the best bobblehead of the year. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Mas fuerte. It's a beautiful bobblehead. So a special night at the stadium. The Dodgers have won 103 games. Yes. But here's the most important part before I get to the haiku. Yes. They're having fun. Despite the fact that the hated ones keep winning with a relentless annoyance, the Dodgers are having fun. Did you see that outline of Luxie's body at the, at the wall where he crashed into the wall and the players put out like an outline of a body? Yes. You know, to, to mock it. How cool was that? Well, if you're into chalk outlines, pretty cool, Vic. Uh, well, Luxie loved it. Yeah, he did. It's just keeping them loose, man. You want to keep it loose. And how about Tony Gonsolin's homage to cats on his, you know, Mizuno spikes? Yeah. On the blue and white spikes? Right. He had br brown and black f fur for his love of cats last night. Right. The mound is his litter box. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. I mean, meow, hello kitty. Oh, no. Meow. Yeah, we got the first meow. Mm. You know, they, they, are, they are loose. What do they want, 12 straight at Chavez Ravine? They're, they've been hot, Vic, but uh, unfortunately, so have the Giants. Fred. No need to remind me of my nightmare. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And every Dodger fan's nightmare every night. My mistake. To look up at the scoreboard, you know, and, and see that crap up, the, up at Oracle. We don't, you know, it's... It's so vexing. So annoying. But yet... I will not even mention the world, the word, card muy loco until it's a reality. Because... We've all seen too many games, too many situations. I understand we got a sweep, and the Padres got to get up there with, you know, Tatis, you know, hitting home runs into the freaking ocean for three straight nights for us to win the West. That's a, that's a long shot, but, you know, I've seen long shots come through with Santa Anita before. Sure. Oh, yes. Seen the long shots. It's a long, you know, the percentages are obviously, I'm a realist. You know, I'm not a dreamer. Well, maybe I am a dreamer. A little bit of a dreamer. I'm a, hopefully I'm a visionary when I say that the Dodgers are going to make an incredibly deep run in the playoffs. Well, you no said they were going to win the division. I did. And I, why would I vacillate now with three games to go? Okay. They're, they're playing sensational hardball. I mean, they're slugging. They're squaring it up. They're having fun, and that is the key to victory. They're playing like champions that they are. Yes. Give it up for the Azul. Give it up for the Azul. Thank you. And a very special night game, and I wanted to make that 
a very salient point because I'm bringing up one of the under-the-radar haiku artists. You've you've heard of him, perhaps. Oh. Yamaguchi Seishi. S-E-I-S-H-I. Didn't Seishi. You, well, did, was it Seishi or Seishi? I think it's Seishi. S-E-I-S-H-I. Yamaguchi-san. I worked for Mr. Yamaguchi at the Guam Reef Hotel on the island of Guam many years ago. Did you really? He hated me. Why? I don't know. You know we never got along. Well, that's unfortunate. You never got well, along? You know, I was also Why? a wine sommelier. I wore a lot of leather, and I, I might have worn too much leather around the hotel. Wait a minute. You were a wine sommelier. Sommelier. And you wore leather. Yes. And he didn't like that. Was there something you were supposed to wear? Well, you're supposed to wear the, the leather inside the dining room of the Guam Reef Hotel in Micronesia. Yeah. Well, and I, as assistant beverage manager, I had many duties. And one of them was to uh, supervise banquets and special occasions, okay. special events, where you know I would pick the wines. And not only did I pick the wines, a very limited you know, wine selection. At, you know, we're talking, you know, You're Somalia, 30 Vic? years ago. You were a sommelier. Oh, yeah, so I wore you the were? leather apron. Absolutely. What Vic. wine would you... All right, well, Vic, given your expertise in wines, what would you recommend? Well, I'd always go with a red Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, but what what, what Cabernet, Vic? Tubac Chuck? California Cabernet. California Tubac Cabernet. Tubac Chuck. California Cab, man. California Cab. What kind of California? Something from the Napa Valley. Gurgit Hills. Maybe, you know, this was before Temecula really hit, hit you know, hit a bit, you know, Temecula, okay. and of course. Right. Santa right. Barbara wine. You know, this is like, you know, okay, Vic, late you, 70s. Okay, but Vic, even then you were a sommelier and you can't give us a, a certain wine. So if you're, where were you, the sommelier at? The Guam Reef Hotel in Micronesia. Good, you were in Guam and you're Half recommending a, uh, a Cabernet from Napa. Yeah, we import, you know, the, you know, you can you import the Francis wine. Ford Coppola, the Coppola mine. How about Australia? They have very good wine. Excellent wine. I don't believe, I believe in the 70s, they were just, they were just getting started. Oh. It wasn't uh, a thriving industry in Australia at the time. They were getting started. The, the party was getting started, if I may quote Pink. Yes. Oh. Do you ever oh, recommend, Pink. do you ever recommend a, a Mogan David? No. Manischewitz. Never. Manischewitz. Yeah. Okay. So basically, maybe on high holy days, I would. You know, high holy days. Yeah. You know, maybe there were three Jews on the island, Fred. Okay. So when they got together. Oh, what a party! Yeah. L'chaim for life. Thank you. Hit me. I'm not gonna hit you, big. Oops. No, that was a cue. Oh, that was okay. A cue, was a cue Freddy. for a rim shot there, Fred. Wow. Oh, jeez. There Jesus you go. Christ. Thank you so much. You know. Two shows nightly, Guam Reef Hotel. Yeah. Try the cab. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yamaguchi, who was really the head of the hotel, because it was a Japanese-owned hotel. Right. But luckily... You know, I was a solid sommelier. People said, Vic, you look pretty good in that leather. But you knew nothing about wine. 
Very little. Well, that doesn't make you a solid sommelier. According to my scouting reports and the, and the critiques, people did think I did a, you know, a very solid job of, of pushing the wine. So well, how they, did you determine what to... to order a bottle of wine for? It's expensive. So how did you determine what wine to recommend to certain customers, Vic, I think is the question. Yeah, you didn't Great know. Question. Or did it, you just do any, mini miny, mo when you were just the luckiest sommelier ever, <laughs> not knowing what you were serving up? Well, I, I was a sommelier in the woods. I really had no, <laughs> really had no clue. You know. Well, maybe so that's why you lost your job, Vic. I was a sommelier on the fly. Right. That's why it had nothing to do with the leather. It had to do with the fact you didn't know what you were talking about. Maybe, maybe you suggested the wrong wine to Yamaguchi. And he was like, "What the hell is this?" Maybe that's why I hated you, Vic. It's possible. I am to life. Thank you. I had some tough nights, and I had some great nights. Sure. <laughs> What was some tough nights, Vic? Give me, give me an example of a tough night. A tough night is when I got stiffed. Did somebody stiffed you? Oh, no doubt. Oh, no, Vic. Well, sometimes everyone thought you know, that the tip was always included. You know, from Japan, the tip is usually included in the bill. So sometimes they you know, held back on the tip because it, they didn't know. So obviously I would have to enlighten them. If I looked at the bill and saw, you know, that I was not uh, being tipped, because they thought it was part of the bill, and it wasn't. It, well, what was your, not yeah, part how, of did the you, bill. how did you enlighten them? What did you say to them? And what, yeah, what, what was your tip as the sommelier? And would you Whatever chase him down in the leather? Hey, no one at a time, Vic. You're overloading, Vic. One at a time. All right, go ahead. Come on, Vic. Yeah, bring it in, Vic. There was no set price. There was no set tip. Just a show of love. Are you saying whatever, whatever they gave, I was I was fine with. Are you saying tip the server and tip the sommelier as well? If you want, you if should. You really want, if you really want good service, absolutely. And the service industry knows what I'm talking about. Yes, you should tip them both. You got a tip, Fred. I do tip, Vic. You go to Vegas, everyone gets tipped. Right. L.A., the tipping jaws are everywhere. You have to, you know, it's part of the process of the transaction yes you get good service you give some love what if you get bad service did you still tip 20 percent minimum no of course not no you do not tip 20 percent with bad service i think if you're a, a server you'd probably disagree with that the server might say it's not my fault the kitchen well, the was server would, if you're an honest server you'd say you know i really screwed that up i screwed up your order I don't deserve 20%, so whatever you give me is fine. Uh, but I'm, I am not going to put 20% in my head as the tip number because I really screwed up. And I've been on that side of the board yeah, as well. Yeah, but do you say I'm, it? You know, do I've you say that, Vic, or you just let it go and be understood that, listen, I, I didn't, you know, I screwed up, but I'm not going to make even more, bring more attention to it by trying to explain it. Just exactly, you know, write it off and say, if they don't tip, I get it because the service, you know, I messed up. But you don't bring attention to it, do you? No, you don't. I wouldn't. Right on, Vic. Because it's a classy operation. Yeah. I'm wearing leather. Yes. Yeah. Of course you are. Those leather chaps. I'm wearing right. leather. It's a classy operation. So I'm not going to bring. You know, if they don't, they don't. Maybe Yamaguchi hated Vic because he was wearing the wrong kind of chaps, and when he turned to walk away, he saw something he wasn't looking for. 
Vic. That was on Cowboy Night. We, we know it's special <laughs> <Sure>. theme night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you thought Roberto it was... The Roberto Band, who was a house band. <laughs> would, we would play, who? We would play some Willie Nelson. <laughs> who was the house band, Vic? The Roberto Frecassini Band. He was a flautist from Italy. And he was ahead of the band. He had a bass player from New Jersey. He had a local singer. She was ins- incredibly talented. And I believe the bass player was also from Italia. It was an international band. Yeah, and you and your chaps. And I was the MC, of course. I'd bring on the band every night. You were the sommelier <laughs> and the MC? I did everything there. Stop it. Did you mop the floors, too? <laughs> I was all hands on deck. <laughs> How big was this place? Oh, man? my God. It had about 300 rooms. Years ago, I'm doing a football game for NBC. It was in Green Bay. I'll never forget it. And in Green Bay, they put us in the Holiday Inn. All right? So I go to the desk. We check in. We all go to our rooms. Next thing I know, there's a knock at the door. It's the person from the desk. The room wasn't clean. They're coming in to clean it. Later, I try to order food. There's a knock at the door. It's the person from the desk again. I think they had one person working there. One probably cooked the food for you too yeah i'm sure they did vic is that what you were doing there did you do every job i would definitely help out in every department food and beverage you know basically i was the bev- uh, beverage assistant manager which meant i did all the the grunt work because the, ma- the manager to supervise the assistant manager that did all the work so you were the sommelier the assistant beverage manager you brought the band on stage correct and I also served at night in the in the big ballroom where the band was playing. I'd also uh, take orders with, with you know with we had one waitress, you know doing like 50 tables, 40 tables. So I would definitely help her out or or him, whoever was on that night, because you know, understaffed. So, you could, so I, I definitely took about maybe 10, you know five to ten tables. Vic, how long did you work there? About a year and a half. And then they fired you for wearing leather. I was never fired. I got a job on the mainland at the CBS affiliate in Roswell, New Mexico. It was my first job. In the- what? What? You went from working in Guam as a sommelier, a beverage manager, and a server, bringing the bands on stage, which got you a job in Roswell, New Mexico. Exactly Did right. Did you get to I keep the leather? I started on Guam Cable TV, though, Fred. I go did, to I Area working, 51? You know, I was multitasking. I was doing the hotel job, and I was on the air doing sports Monday through Friday on Guam Cable TV. And what were the sports you covered? Guam Cable oh, oh, TV. You want to get into that? A lot of cockfighting, <laughs> Fred. <laughs> you did not cover cockfighting on the television sports. I absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. used to do the uh, fiestas why, why on the South so Side of the Absolutely. They do that Papa in... Uh, Day, Mariso, Agate... Went to the Days south side of the TV. island on a Sunday. In Bangkok, Thailand. And we fiesta. And then they'd be cockfighting in the afternoon. Bring yes. back the footage, get it edited, put it on that night. Oh, God. And Vic, did you talk about uh, the favorite cock, the biggest cock, the champion cock? This haiku is from Yamaguchi Saishi. Thank you, Vic. Didn't even Thank listen. You, Vic. I am not going. Oh, we heard you. Thank you, Vic. I'm not going. I'm not going there, Fred. 
Yeah. I just want to know, did you talk about the specific cocks? Oh, boy. I will tell you this, Fred, that the greatest fighting cocks are from the Philippines. Paala. Oh, God. As I say in Tagalog, as I... I, Yes. Paala. Paala. And Fred, we had many sports on Guam. We had football. We had baseball. We had basketball. You know, all the the military... The, uh, we had the Guam uh, Football League, the GFL. We had the, the, the Guam Baseball League, the GBL. There was incredible uh, athletic action uh, on the island of Guam. Yes. Were you a star there? No, I did the play-by-play. And then I would do the news at night. The play-by-play of what? The Guam Football League. Oh, okay. Anderson Air Force Base against the Aganya Heights Cougars. It's one of the big games of the year. Thick, thick. You did the play-by-play of the Guam Football League. Well, you, you're on TV every night doing sports and cockfighting. You were a sommelier at a resort where you served as the assistant beverage manager, filled in as a waiter, and then brought the band on stage. You could not have done all of that at the exact same time. You could not be the sommelier in doing nightly TV sports. I did the late shift, Fred. We had an early newscast. So you did the 6 o'clock news and you went and became the sommelier? Well, maybe it's 20 minutes from the TV station. Short drive to the, to the beach. Did they pay you at all? How many jobs did you have? Oh, it was multitasking, Fred. Multitasking. Three times. The beautiful... The beautiful Oro people. Yeah. If I may. You m- Half a day, sports fans, where America's day begins. The island of Guam. Half a day, everybody. Half a day? Means hello and tomorrow. The native tongue. Tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Many Guamanians are living in Southern California. A big shout out, because I know they're big listeners to AM570 LA Sports. Thank you so much. The Guamanians? Or the Chamorros, the native Chamorros. Yes. What? <laughs> you you haven't heard my Guamanian tales, Fred? Oh God, no. No. Oh man. Oh yeah. I'm happy that that I can bring them to your attention. Yeah. That's what happens. I want to know if you had a glass of wine with ET when you were in Roswell. That's what I want to know. Yeah, what was Roswell like? Very, was it like that know, bar in Star Wars the where they 80s. came in and played the music? And, <laughs> don't, don't, were you abducted, Vic? The, 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 the cantina? <laughs> yeah, the don't cantina. get me started on the aliens. Jabba the Hutt was in the corner with <laughs> Leia in the bikini. When I was in Roswell, everything was under the table. I mean, oh, oh. hello. Under the table. No one was what talking about mean? aliens. They were almost ashamed to talk about the aliens in the 80s. What does under the you table know, Until mean? X-Files came on and made it popular again. What was going on under the table? It was swept under the rug. Oh, okay. It was like an embarrassing episode. Yeah. But then they embraced it when they saw the, the tourism dollars rolling in. Huh. Once X-Files hit the air in, what, early 90s with the great Duchovny, then aliens became totally cool. And now, of course, it's off the charts with aliens. Or huh? off the radar, or off the galaxy. Why do you think... I mean. 
Why am I immersed in Star Trek? Because I'm I'm trying to be one with the galaxy what in my own way. What are you talking about? How did we get here? Tonight's the Tribbles. Remember the Tribbles? No, Vic, we don't. When the Tribbles took over the the Starship? No one knows from that, Vic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. The trouble with Tribbles. Exactly. Yes. Come on. Come on, Fred. Vic. It was I only do. on for a couple of years, Star Trek. The Dodgers used to have a minor league affiliate. Trek, that was an alien. I think they were called the 51s. Yeah. And their logo Area was an 51. alien. Exactly. Yeah, the 51s. The yeah. 51s. They were... Uh, Oh yeah, they had a lot of going on in in, in in New Mexico. The Albuquerque Dukes. Yep. Mm. The Roswell Aliens. Is that what they call? <laughs> I don't think Roswell had a, had a team. Because it wasn't really there. A minor league team. But of course, Albuquerque, a baseball hotbed. No, it's not a baseball hotbed, Vic. Albuquerque is not a baseball hotbed. Baseball and blue corn tortillas? Are you kidding me? What beats that? Being a sommelier in Guam. You're telling me. This haiku for you on Friday, October 1st. Hello, October. Hello. Yamaguchi. My El, my El Jefe, my big boss, the Guam Reef Hotel. El Jefe. Seche, who was mesmerized just to preface the haiku, he was mesmerized by nighttime baseballs. Was Seishi. Who night was, game, your boss or this guy? This haiku guy. Okay. Mesmerized by nighttime baseball. All right. The night game at the bottom of the stadium. The brightest spot on earth. Chavez Ravine. I'm feeling you. Seishi. Vic, that wasn't even real. That wasn't after it that. It was so real, wasn't 20 it? 20 minutes to get to that, and then, no. Sachet didn't say Chavez Ravine. No, I said Chavez Ravine. Oh, you the added that. Are you, the bottom of the stadium. Are you seeing the, the attachments I'm making to the haiku? Hard to miss them. But that, exactly. But that, I'm just that, enhancing. But I know, but it's not authentic that way. I will say it's not out of the realm of possibility he could have written something about the Dodgers. He was uh, born in 01, died in 1994. Oh. And apparently he wrote uh, unconventional haikus. Wait, born in 01, That's good died research, in 1994. Casey. Correct. He had a little run in him. What? He, yes, he died at 92 years old. Steam engines, dance halls. Oh, 1901. 1901. Oh. oh, I thought you might have said 2001. Excuse me. <laughs> you mean Benjamin Buttons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he wrote haikus about things like steam engines, dance halls, skating rinks, board meetings, typists, parades, and sports. Oh, I'd sure like to hear one of his haikus one day about typists. Oh, sounds exciting to me. Vic, can you find one of those one day? I'll be I'll be doing some research on the archives. That a means typing yes. haiku. Is that what you want? A typing haiku? Yeah, this guy does typing haikus. Well, he's multifaceted, no doubt. Right. Yamaguchi. Yeah, we got Sasaishi. it. Yeah, we got it. It's lit. Fire. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by everybody, Jacob and Ronnie. If you get into trouble this weekend, you've got to have the best in the business. You need a friend. You need somebody that will be there, guide you through it, walk you through every step of the way. That man is Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Well, guys, we do have yet another Laker training camp update. Oh, good. 
Yes, so Frank Vogel spoke earlier today after practice talking about their first preseason game, which will be this Sunday. Okay. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Trevor Ariza will not be playing against the Nets this weekend, but Anthony Davis will play at least a little bit in the first quarter. I almost hesitate to say this because Fred's going to break out a bunch of old people jokes and say it's happening already. But Trevor Ariza did miss practice with ankle soreness today. There you go. There you go. There's no rush. It's fine. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you know what? Get it out of the way now. Um, he, he, those guys don't really need to play anyway. I'm kind of surprised Anthony Davis is going to play. Yeah, me too. There's no reason for him to play. You know what they can do. He's got to see what all the other guys can do. And he's not going to see what Trevor Ariza can do. Because he's not playing. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're going we're gonna to do this every time somebody gets hurt. Oh, they're old. They're injured. But we won't say it about a young kid that's, uh, that's banged up, too. It's just going to be a running theme I think everybody's got to get used to. But, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Anthony Davis is, is playing. Um, maybe he went to them and said, yeah, i got to get a little run in. And if he did, I, like, I kind of like it. I dig it. Yeah. This is going to be an ongoing theme, there's no doubt. Yeah. And, I mean, Trevor Ariza is a vital cog in the in the lineup. He brings you the the three and D. He brings you the savvy. He brings you the wisdom. This is good. we're going to see this all through the season. And I I, I embrace them resting their bodies and getting ready for the postseason already. I mean, this is this squad is so strong. You go up and down this Laker roster. It's fabulous. The more I see it, the more I love it. Now, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then a quick one, because I know we're a little bit behind here, but uh, Daryl Henderson is expected to play uh, this weekend against Arizona, so that's a good sign. Missed last week's game with a rib injury. So Daryl Henderson likely to be in the lineup uh, for the Rams this weekend, so that is a good sign. You know what? I, maybe it's me. I like him a lot more than a lot of people do. I like when he's in the lineup. I think he does a great job. He's excellent when he's healthy. He just had some injury issues these first couple of years. Okay, well, you know what? He didn't need to play last week. Yeah, Michelle is good, too. Sonny yeah. Michelle played well. I think it's great for the Rams. That's good. Yeah, they're going to need more. I mean, it's, it's kind of by committee anyway, especially this year, but uh, it's good to have him back. He brings a lot to the table. You know, like what Michelle's doing. But you know what? It's it's about Stafford and the insane defense of the Rams. That's what it's all about. But Stafford and that defense, it's a spectacular at so far. Come on now. All right. That's just lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Well, on the topic of the Rams, our NFL insider, Benny Bonsignor, joins us next, and we will set the stage. Download the iHeartRadio app and listen to AM570 LA Sports. Anywhere, anytime. Anywhere in the world. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic.com. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. Oh yeah, it's Friday. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Let's move. Let's go. Gotta do it. Gotta do it, Rodney. Hey, who wants to go see the Dodgers on Sunday? One pair of tickets left, and it can be yours. 866-987-2570. What caller number, Rodney? Seven. All right, caller seven. You're the seventh caller right now. You're going to the game on Sunday. Final game of the regular season. Uh, also Sunday, we've got the Rams in Arizona. It's so far. Let's bring in Benny Bonsignor. Benny, good afternoon to you. 
Good afternoon, guys. I'm basking in an 83 degree day here in Las Vegas, uh, and it's just beautiful. So that's good. Uh, I know exactly, right? It's like heaven. Are you We're done uh, with summer? Are you coming in Sunday to see the Rams? Uh, I will be there Sunday, but I will not be uh, at the game. I'm going to uh, I'm going to check it out uh, on TV. But I, that that's a huge game, and I'm really excited uh, to figure out because I'm you know. I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a believer in the Cardinals, but they're making me believe more and more. That's a good football team uh, that, that's getting it done on both sides of the football. They're not just a good offense, which they're scoring. Uh, I think the, uh, the the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, they're also playing with a pretty good defense. So they've got it going on in that other desert over there in Phoenix, and it's not going to be an easy game for the Rams. Yeah, it's going to be a good measuring stick, right, uh, for both for both teams. Well, I think the you know the Rams obviously played Tampa Bay, they played the Bears. We'll figure out how the Bears end up, but the Bears were not as good as I think a lot of people thought going in. But the, but certainly Tampa Bay. Um, but for the Cardinals, you know, like you said, they haven't played the best football. They're very talented. This could be a, a very interesting game. Um, but when you look at at, at the Rams, Benny. Um, the big game they had against Tampa Bay, those kind of games that either catapult you early in the season and you go on a, on a good roll or you kind of fall off after a big, exhausting win like that. How do you see this going forward for the Rams? I think that they're going to keep the, the, the pedal to the metal. Um, I think that they understand that they're a Super Bowl-caliber team. Even with a wounded quarterback, you know, they go play. They, they won a playoff game last year when not a lot of people thought that they were ready to do that given what, where they were with their quarterback position, uh, you know, in the playoffs. So they, they understand that they're on the cusp. And uh, I think that they've, they've grown. They've gotten better. Uh, they've got stars all over the field. They've got a quarterback that has a lot to prove uh, and I think is anxious and uh, embracing that role for him at this stage of his career. So I don't see any deviation whatsoever from the Rams. I think they're going to put their – this is, to me, a 14-15 win team. How much do you think, because we've seen SoFi be extremely electric. It was big for the Chicago game, but the Tampa game was, everybody came out of there saying how loud it was, how incredible it was, how how much of a, a home field advantage feeling it had. Um, do you think that's going to be an incentive? Because I know as players, you know, you start looking up, maybe not now, but you start looking up at the, you know, towards that week 14 and go, and if we can get all these games at home in the playoffs, we, we got a real shot to play Super Bowl at home. Yeah, exactly. And th- that is one thing I wonder about. Is there going to be a letdown from the fans going from, you know, that monumental stage against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, you know, maybe a little bit of a lesser one, the Cardinals and the Rams, that history. It's not like the 49ers are coming to town or Seattle is coming to town. That's always electric. Not quite sure where they're going to be to start the game against the Cardinals when I'm talking about the fans. It's almost on the Rams to kind of get it going a little bit. And the good news is they've got such an electric offense and so many great star players that a couple of big plays by a Cooper Cup or a Deshaun Jackson or, or, or Matthew Stafford to Robert Woods or a sack, uh, strip sack by Aaron Donald, I think would get and ignite uh, the crowd. So, uh, But I will say this, the challenge is on Ram fans to keep it up on a week-to-week basis. And this is a big week in that regard because, again, it's coming off a big week against or big stage against the Buccaneers. Everyone was hyped for that game. Are they going to bring it in a similar fashion against the Cardinals? Yeah, you know, I look at it more as a measuring stick game for the Cardinals. Everybody knows what the Rams are. Everybody knows who the Rams are. I think now for Arizona, 
This is pretty important because if they get beat by the Rams, they lose, and moreover, it reinforces how good the Rams are, Vinny. Yeah, without question. And uh, it's a similar situation for a couple of teams in the NFL or three teams that I'm keeping an eye on. One is the Carolina Panthers. How real are they going into Dallas to play the Cowboys? And then the Denver Broncos, who have played uh, uh, you know, three teams that are combined 0-10 at this point. They're 3-0. and You give them a lot of credit for that. But now they've got the Baltimore Ravens, a legitimate team, coming to Denver. Um, are they for real or not? So between, you know, among the Cardinals, uh, the, the, uh, the Denver Broncos, and the Carolina Panthers, this is sort of a, a week where we're going to kind of figure out where those three teams are. And if all three win... Then all of a sudden you got to start talking about all three in, in different terms than, than maybe we thought coming into the season. Hey, Vinny, what do you think about the uh, going to now now to Chargers and, and really kind of the both the Rams and the Chargers and this question I have for you. The, the, the Chargers obviously came off a big win against the Chiefs. They're coming back home to play the Raiders. Um, the excitement is for both teams, but you can feel it's a, it's a little bit higher for the Rams and, and what their, their potential is. Um, for, for the Chargers, do you think that they look at that as, you know, we're okay kind of being under the radar, or do you feel like they are, we deserve the same kind of respect that the Rams get in this town? Um, I think they understand that. Uh, I, they're, they're well-versed uh, in being sort of the stepbrother uh, in the situation, kind of like the Clippers and maybe the Angels to, to some extent with the Dodgers. Uh, so I I Frankly, that's going to be their plight. And I think that on a year-to-year basis, depending on where each team is, you know, they may be able to stick their head up a little bit uh, higher than the Rams. If the Rams have a down season, they have a great season. But for the most part, this is what it's going to be. And, you know, that's just kind of unfortunate for them, but, but it is what it is. And I do think that it motivates them uh, to, for however they're perceived in the city that they play in, to be able to be as good as the Rams or better than the Rams, I think that's a huge motivation. And, and right now, this is a big game for them, obviously, against the Raiders because you can't let the Raiders get too far out in front of, of them and, and the rest of the AFC West. Um, although it is going to be a home game, really, for the Raiders, and probably decidedly so. So um, it'll be interesting to see what SoFi Stadium looks like. But I think the Chargers, in the whole scheme of things, are kind of used to where they are. And, and for them... Just got to keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. Put good teams out there. Put entertain, entertaining products out there. Win a bunch of games. And they'll create uh, their niche in Los Angeles. All right. Vinny, great job. Thanks for coming on. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you Monday. All right. Absolutely. Can't wait to get to California. Okay, Vinny. Thanks. And Christy in L.A., congratulations. You've won the Dodger tickets. You'll see the Dodgers and Brewers Sunday out at the stadium. And we are back to wrap things up after this. This is great. I love it. Start your day with Dan Patrick. Carson Palmer joining us now. If USC asked your opinion for the next head coach. I just like that we've got pole position. You know, we we fired our coach first. Every coach out there knows that our job is open. I would think it's an attractive job for every other college coach. I just like that we're the first ones out the gate. Weekday mornings at 6 before Colin Cowherd. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An LA icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. Boo! 
AM 570 LA Sports. Hey! UCLA football's back at the Rose Bowls. The Bruins host Arizona State tomorrow night at 7.30. Tickets set at only 35 bucks. Visit UCLABruins.com slash tickets and hang with Coors Light at the Coors Light Chill Zone for a chance to win $500. Located on the north side of the stadium on the golf course. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great week. Truly appreciate it. All right, Monday we'll know where the Dodgers are going, and we'll have a lot of football to talk about. Rodney, we'll get together then. Yep, and check me out tomorrow. Come on out to L.A. Coliseum for the YMCA Stair Climb L.A. Go to ymcla.org backslash stair climb. Check it out. Register. Come on out to the Coliseum. I'll be there all day tomorrow for a good cause, helping families fight through the pandemic. Come on out to the Coliseum. It's the house. To live in time, L.A.